Taken. I'm not, reviewing, I'm not reviewing anything. I was tired. You were tired. All right. I got more news. I'll make a break. And uh, most of the t- uh, most weeks we cover the Malaysian top ten and the American top ten, but uh, we don't week. we don't have any internet right now, so there'll be no top ten. You don't need to ruin the illusion of video. We just got <laughs> radio. We just got away with it. We just said nothing. No one noticed. Hmm? No one noticed. No one does notice. <laughs> All right, on to news. I got some Nightmare on Elm Street news. Oh, yeah? Uh, the remake has uh, officially signed a, a director onto the project. It's uh, Samuel Bayer. Cool. He's a music video director, directed the uh, music videos for uh, Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Blind Melons, No Rain, Zombie, The Cranberries. Uh, there's no official word on who's going to play Freddy, no. but uh, they're saying that a front runner is uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah. <laughs> It's Earl Haley. It's Jack- not Haley Earl. Yeah, yeah, it's Jackie Earl Haley. Unless the website I got it off was all wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, so not Jeffrey Dean Morgan, not Harry Dean Staten, Jackie Earl Haley. Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> there was another rumor about this that was debunked pretty quickly in the week about Lindsay uh, Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Attached the that. sign, but that got that got snapped down real fast. Yeah. The, the only the only like uh, thing that kind of made me a little bit happy about that is like hopefully we'll get to see her buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, hopefully, we'll get to see her die some horrible. They're going to have her play Heather. Was it Heather? Was the girl's name? You don't have her to play the main character. Nancy. 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 Heather Leggenkamp. Yes, that's the one. Heather Leggenkamp played the original. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'm glad that didn't happen. But uh, Jackie Earl Haley as Freddy Krueger, that could work. Mm-hmm. That could work. Well, as long as they gave Robert Englund some love. I don't know. It's like just the whole idea of having a Freddy movie without Robert England seems weird. Just the time. It, it just seems weird. I mean, it doesn't matter who comes out there. You know, you, you don't have the face. You don't have the voice. I mean, he was born to play that role. Yeah. yeah. And he's still perfectly fine. <laughs> he doesn't age much. He's just got he's, slightly thinner. Exactly. <laughs> you know, he's just like a, you know a little bit older. A little bit older, but he's still perfectly capable of playing the role. So I have no idea why they're even thinking of going to anyone. Else. He even looks more like Freddy now than he used to. <laughs> yeah, he needs less makeup. I mean, you can cut back on the budget. Come on, Brad Fuller, Andrew Form. Form and Fuller, yeah. Because the director, though, he hasn't directed any movies before. No, no, no. But so that's his first movie thing. is going to be Fiasco Heights, which is a platinum dunes at the moment. So I haven't heard anything about Fiasco Heights before, have you? No. Who's this? Um, Sam Bear. Sam Bear. So yeah. he's doing that first before he does that right now? That's it, it's, it's finishing up now. It's oh, I see. finishing up or it's in the can. So right. see how that goes. And Do you know anything about that? Yeah. Like, Absolutely not. I, didn't, I haven't even heard about it. Yeah. It's not a remake? Oh my God. Exactly. <laughs> Chris Nolan? Chris Nolan, yeah. He's not doing Batman, he's not Batman doing 3 off for a bit. Like the way he did the prestige between 1 and 2, he's going to do um, Inception. Inception. Yeah. It's described as a contemporary sci-fi actioner set... Within the architecture of, of the, the mind, mind. Uh, in, wank, in certain it? circles, that's known as a wank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> architecture of the mind. What the fuck? Exactly. It's like 
could you be any more vague? So what? None of it's real. It's all in the guy's head. What? What? So he's remaking some Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Male, male lead, female lead. You know what? Like, uh, well, considering we've been talking about Batman, contemporary. Like, he's only literally just started. I know it's like contemporary sci-fi. That always kind of confuses me. What is that? Yeah. You know, it's just like if it's contemporary, then it's not really sci-fi. It's the day after tomorrow, unless it's kind of like Scanner Darkly, that that type of yeah, yeah. alternative sort of reality. It could be. It's, it's just the same world as we know. I think it's a good thing he's not doing Batman three. Not yet. I'm, I'm, yeah. ha- I'm happy that uh, you know it's like that's the Don't one thing that's, kind of, that's the one thing that's kind of scaring me a little bit about Iron Man two is that some of it kind of feels a little like we're Rushed. doing it because we got to get the sequel out. Yeah, because we got to get that money in. Yeah, because we've all bought big planes yeah <laughs> those things don't pay for themselves now we're doing our own movies so it's like well, we feel like we should do movies then yeah uh, but I'm very happy that Batman 3 has been put on hold yeah because you can always prep while he's prepping for that and get some ideas and you know give it some time let it simmer you don't want to rush these things and also there's the Heath Ledger factor you know you just want to let that die down as well absolutely you know because you know he's fucking winning the Oscar yeah. He, he's totally going to fucking win it. You know, it's like Empire Magazine, they did this thing where they profile all the nominees and all the other nominees and like the best, how they do it is like why he'll win, yeah. why he won't win, you know, like and our, our take. Right. And on every single person in the best supporting actor category is like why he'll win, blah, 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 blah. Why he won't win, the ledger, ledger factor. The ledger factor. <laughs> every single one, why he won't win, the ledger factor, the ledger factor. I was like, yep, you're absolutely right. And it just and it just so happens that it does deserve the award. Yeah. You know, it's like, it, it's not like, it doesn't feel like a sympathy vote, even yeah. though maybe it kind of is tied to that. I don't think he would have gotten nominated had he... Uh, it's know. difficult to say. Yeah, it's very difficult, difficult to, say. to say. We'll never know. But it's like, there was no excuse this time around. So, just for that to die down, yet alone the film, and then once the, now the film's out on Blu-ray, they're, they're doing Batman Begins and Dark Knight on Blu-ray together, like yeah. a double pack. So that's going to start it all over again. Is anyone else who died got the... Best Doctor Award or any of that? Uh, Peter know. Finch. Peter Finch. Peter Finch for Network. He was. That's the only time it's ever happened. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Character before the Oscars came up. Mm-hmm. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take any more of your shit. <laughs> Speaking of superheroes, um, this week the Wachowskis was a James McTeague, who's their mm-hmm. either a second unit director or assistant director in a lot of their movies, and he actually worked on Dark City and Matrix, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. He made his uh, directorial debut with uh, V for Vendetta. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not bad. Not, 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 not bad, not bad. I was expecting it to be a train wreck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I enjoyed that movie. Anytime yeah. there's any Alan Moore adaptation, yeah. it's just like, you know, extraordinary fingers gentleman. Here crossed. we go again. <clears throat> but uh, basically, he was talking at a turn on some German channel, mm-hmm. and he said he was going to, the Wachowskis were due to sign up to, or were due to do Plastic Man next for Silver Pictures. Yeah. And um, they now talked that he just mentioned off the cuff. Yeah. I just, by the way. Oh, by the way, Bryce Singer's walked from yeah. rebooting Superman, and um, the Wachowskis are going to do it next. And this didn't. There's no. This is early in the week. So there's no climb down. There's no like you know, yeah, yeah, rumors yeah. contradicting it and stuff like that. So could be, could be. A and it was reported on in quite a few sites. Mm. Quite a few sites. I mean, because that that's pretty big news if something like that was to happen. Yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty fucking huge. Uh, but what I what I heard is like, oh, pretty much the same. But is that the Wachowskis because Brian Singer walked the Wachowskis have been approached to reboot it. Yeah, to reboot yeah, yeah. it. But there's no official word on whether or not they're actually going to do it. Mm. Uh, but James McTeague in the meantime has already signed on for second unit. Uh, directing in Plastic Man Plastic Man yeah. and so if Superman goes ahead he's either going to do second unit on that or he's going to try and get, get the directing the director, gig yeah. for Plastic Man because I don't know apparently that's a project that Wachowski Brothers really want to do and in a strange fucking way I, that's a movie I'd love to see if it's done well especially after Speed Racer seeing what they do with old kid stuff and what they've got with the effects and stuff because yeah, yeah. I mean it was perfect the fact that the story and acting were atrocious it's kind of a funny looking movie I, could, I mean I, I, I couldn't get past I mean like I, I 
I, I loved all the visual candy, but any time people like stopped driving yeah, and yeah, started yeah. talking, I just found the movie quite painful. I mean, like the dialogue was. That's the one thing that kind of scares me is that uh, their dialogue these days is getting very, very self-important. Yeah. You know, it's like it started to happen in in uh, in, in the Matrix, and it went on overdrive in Matrix Evolutions. And yeah. Then already in Speed Racer, it's like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm driving a fucking car. Just get on with it. And the monkey annoyed me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's monkey. Monkeys are like kids in movies. It's yeah. like it's either or. You either love them or hate them. They gotta be awesome, or else they're you know. You know, shit. it's either King Kong or it's Congo, or it's King Kong or it's Clyde from every way which, which but loose. <laughs> he also mentioned that Singer has got to move on to do Logan's Run instead. Yes, but he seems to be on the main vein. With, uh, Joel Silver. Yeah, he's been they've been talking that for a while. But I mean, I saw some some clips on a website of this a while ago. I was like, yeah, why would you remake this? It's a fucking weird movie. Even for the seventies, it's a weird fucking movie. Apparently, um, uh, speaking of superheroes, uh, Scarlett Johansson yeah. is in talks to uh, possibly replace Emily Blunt as the Black Widow in Iron Man 2. Now, we reported this a while ago, and it seemed at that point that they were going to allow her to do Iron Man or whatever. That her people was. were trying to work it out. Uh, they uh, uh, Apparently, like um, they, were, they were trying to sort the scheduling out, but the thing is, is that Iron Man 2 doesn't have a start date. Yeah. Um, it doesn't even have a finished script yet. Yeah. Uh, whereas Scarlett's Travels, it's a go, it's got a start date, it's full steam ahead. Yeah, yeah. So there's no, there's no jumping that ship and Fox are um, uh, she's contractually obliged to do it yeah. so it's, it's looking more, more and more bleak that she might, might not actually be able to do it since they, they settled a Watchmen suit maybe they'll be a bit more open to letting people do stuff probably but um, the whole thing with, uh, with Scarlett Johansson Marvel will not confirm but uh, Entertainment Weekly yeah. uh, says that she has definitely met with the filmmakers cool so you, you, you happy about that? Not really. Not really. <laughs> and I still haven't seen the spirit, so I've got to, she's only background candy in that, right? She doesn't even doesn't do that much in the spirit. I mean, she was transparent in the spirit. Yeah. I mean, but the spirit was just a transparent movie. <laughs> what do you think, Johnny? <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for Johnny to, to jump in. So we should give him a chance. He's like, she's like, it's gonna burst through the door. Yeah, but it was also announced that Elisa Dushku, who's in um, Dollhouse, Dollhouse, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, she was Faith, she was awesome. Mm, true Calling, True Calling, Arnold's daughter, yeah. and True Lies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we were watching that after. It was like, holy shit, she took, she grew up to be an ass kicker. Yep. Uh, love that lesbian scene, and was it Soul Survivors? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, she put her name, name in the ring. Said, "Yeah, I'd love to do it. I just got, I just barely got the show off the off the ground. It was probably going to be cancelled. So fuck it, I'd like to do Iron Man too." Oh god. I don't think she's a good idea either. I, I, I really like Emily Blunt. I want Emily yeah, Blunt. Yeah, yeah. She looks the part, dude. She fucking looks the part. She can pull her off. She's incredibly hot. She can pull me off. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of superheroes, there's another. I saw a trailer there for something that was flying under the radar called Super Capes. Yeah, I saw that on Apple. I didn't watch it though. How does it look? Yeah, it looks kind of weird. I think it's the guy who was. I think it was the kid from Galaxy Quest. I'm not sure. It's um, what the fuck? Justin Whelan. Justin Whelan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's a crap superhero. And he gets sentenced by Michael Rooker to take care of this other group of guys. Quality. And they just look, it looks like it could be like Mystery Men th- uh, level or could be, what was the one that came out around the same time as Mystery Men? That was it Galaxy Quest? What? Oh, no, no, no. I know the one you mean. The one with Rob Lowe, right? Yes. I can't remember what it's called. It looks stupid. Yeah. Was it, looked, was it stupid? Yeah, it was pretty fucking stupid. Was it Thomas Hayden Church in it? Yeah, it? Thomas Hayden Church Thomas in it and Church stuff. And there was like, they didn't even have the budget of Mystery Men, so they just had everyone in the suits and left it at that. They didn't do any action on screen. It was all off screen. It was just them on their off time. So it was more like clerks with superheroes. Right. It wasn't terribly bad. It was just like weird. 
but uh, this looks like that as well. I mean, it's got the superhero stuff. He's it's it looks like a kids movie. It looks like Spy Kids. I like Spy Kids. Well, that's the thing. If, it, if it aims for that and it achieves that, it could be good. But if it's trying to be, you know, a kids and adults movie, uh, it put on fails at that because it's a lot harder to do. Spy Kids three is quite possibly Stallone's finest performance. I saw Ricardo Montalban who just spends most of the movie chasing a butterfly for fuck's sake once he's got his legs back. Uh, <laughs> did you hear about John Malkovich being cast in Jonah Hex? Yes, as the antagonist. And so who? Yeah, just yeah. names. Uh, uh, I'm not. Fam- I'm not that familiar with the comic. Neither am I. Uh, it's, uh, his, his character's name is uh, Turnbull, and he's a wealthy Southern plantation owner whose son is killed by uh, Union soldiers uh-huh. during the war. And uh, he blames Hex for it. And Hex is a former Confederate soldier turned bounty hunter oh. uh, slash gunslinger. Because I've only ever seen, like, when I've seen it, it looked like it's more visual than anything else. I don't think it has any major, like, recurring villains or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. John Hex gets in shit and sorts yeah, it out. Yeah, it's, it's like, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a ba- it's a badass western. Uh, but uh, one thing that's kind of uh, exciting is that the Crank Boys are writing the script. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it Brian Taylor and Mark Neverdine or something? Yeah. That, yeah. I guess the names. Yeah, the, the crank team, they're, they're writing the script. And it's being directed by a Horton Here's a Who. Yeah, the guy, that's just weird. I thought it was just odd. Odd choice. But um, Jimmy Hayward, right? Yeah. Yeah. Bit of a stylistic change for him. I didn't see Horton Here's a Who. Is it funny? It's all right. It's quite weird, again. But it's, it's okay. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Does it go into like some weird anime section right in the middle of it? No. No? Okay. I think there's a dream scene, which is a bit weird. I'm not sure, though. I can't remember. A while ago, so that's what I mean. It's not memorable. Right. It's kind of this funny bit, but it's the bug's life of, of its generation. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, look at GI Joe news and also some Wolverine news. And a lot of scoops these days coming out with Transformers, especially after Transformers the toys, especially Transformers. You see the pictures of the Fallen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they had, what was the other picture of? Devastator. Devastator. Yeah, yeah that yeah. looks sweet. Looks pretty fucking cool. So um, had some toy scoops on that, but it's just how the desperate people are to find out what the fuck Joseph Gordon Levitt looks like in GI Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These, and, uh, yeah, they they finally kind of released kinda <laughs> kind of toys. That these heroes line, they do Star Wars heroes, they do fucking Marvel heroes. Basically, like takes all your favorite characters and like makes them look like small little brats. Yeah, fat, cute little fuckers. fat, cute little like you know like like that fat kid with the lightsaber on online. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> only smaller and cuter. But some uh, pictures came out out of Hawk versus Cobra Commander. Yeah. And it was, he looked like um, Storm Shadow. Is it? Is it the, the other he, ninja he, to, to G.I. Joe? He has yeah. that kind of like full yeah. facial mask thing, but it's kind of tubes and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a light support suit or something, so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That, that looks kind of off. Look kind of off. And then I looked at the other ones, because I had the pictures in the back, and looked at the other ones, and I had Sienna Miller's like Baroness, just looking for Baroness from the comics, and Destro had the big silver mask. Yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. they're going to be in the movie, so. Yeah. They're probably it's you know a bit of artistic license they're taking for toys just to get them out. Maybe, but it's uh, you know I mean it, it, if that's going to be your first thing, if, if that's your first image of Cobra Commander, it's a wrong move, dude. <laughs> and it's not. I mean, it's kind of leaked and shit like that. But I mean, they should companies should leak the proper shit, man. Yeah, you know, it's like especially now that that fucking image has come out. You know, like really show something, show the masterpiece twelve inch bust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking of uh, the the twelve inch bust, uh, <laughs> they're they're doing. Uh, these uh, t- Terminator Salvation bus have you seen them oh I thought you were going to do a porno story no <laughs> but uh, they, they have a, a 12 inch a 12 inch bust of um, Marcus the character that Sam Worthington plays with the robot face with the robot face so I saw like, it a little while ago it's like yep spoiler <laughs> it's pretty much admitted now he's a Terminator yeah, but he's yeah. up something odd about this Terminator apparently he's yeah. got memories of someone else he died and he goes he has his memories from when he was before and shit so mm-hmm. he's Robocop I mean, he ends, he ends up like kind of helping them or some shit. Exactly. 
something like that. Something like that. But uh, the toys they had, the G.I. Joe ones, they also had the um, Wolverine Heroes, or the super he- Superhero Squad, they call it, for Wolverine. They had like, the normal comic book-based characters, but also the movie ones. And the Deadpool strips to the waist and has, is bald and has facial scars, so it looks like he could be getting that whole... He could be getting burned by Wolverine. Did he get burned by Wolverine in the comic books, or was it just whatever? He just got burned in something. I can't remember. Deadpool, yeah. I can't remember. Was it Wolverine? I don't think so. I'd already gone to be a retrofitted, so it is. Wolverine causes this havoc, and that's why he's after him. But they released some nice stills as well from the Wolverine. They were like heavily enhanced shit. Like, uh, what's the name of the Shriver? The Shriver. Going through a fucking wall with like every piece of brick beautifully clear and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And there's there's a very blurry one then of Wolverine fighting someone in retrospect with no top on looking bald. So that's probably Ryan Reynolds. I don't know if he went bald for the role and seeing pictures of him around the place. Well, he is the Robert De Niro of his generation. Exactly. And he's married to be better than Spirit. (laughs) And he's married to Scarlett Johansson. Yes, he is. (laughs) Definitely, maybe. There was stuff about the Flash as well, saying that's more casting news on that. People were yeah. champ- setting the champa- yeah, like champion for Patrick, Patrick Harris, <laughs> which would be sweet. It would be cool. You can pull it up, and he's pretty big now. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Is that what it's called? What? How, how I Met Your Mother? How I Met Your Mother. That's what he said. Sorry, <laughs> it's always. Uh, uh, no, I haven't seen and uh, you know, and uh, Doctor Horrible definitely helped him out. Yes, it definitely. It's, it's the resurgence of Doogie. Doogie's on his way back, man. Uh, one of my favorite directors is about to make another movie. Yeah, Curtis Hanson. Oh yeah, I saw a quick note on this The Gemini Man The Gemini Man And I think I even remember reading the ACN story But this one was going to be Stallone or Mel Gibson attached Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah I didn't, I didn't know about that Ages ago It's, uh, it's, it's about an NSA agent who gets uh, targeted for death When he tries to retire And he discovers that his assassin is a younger cloned version of himself And it's got nothing to do with the, was the Gemini Man Patrick Duffy Or was that the Invisible Man with um, the guy from Nick oh, What's his name? He's in Oh Matt from Uncle Ilya Kuryakin oh fuck I, I, I know the guy you mean I can't remember but there was an old TV show called The Gemini Man I can't remember if it was one of those Patrick Duffy ones or whether it was his one when he was invisible I think he had a watch to tell him how long he was going to be invisible for I think it might have been that one yeah I'm not too sure so I was a bit worried I was a bit disappointed actually they weren't remaking that piece of shit <laughs> but this sounds like it could be a lot of fun because it's, in, it's an interesting combination because it's a, it's a Bruckheimer production yeah and Curtis Hansen just seems like such a weird director to for, team up uh, with that yeah. you know, for, for a Bruckheimer production Curtis Hansen he directed LA Confidential 8 Mile Wonder Boys which is an awesome movie yeah Wonder Boys is like that's a hidden gem for me is Michael it? Douglas yeah that's the one in the school Kate, Kate, yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, Katie Holmes Katie Holmes and, uh, yeah, Bob yeah. Downey Jr. and Tobey Maguire yeah it's a really good movie it's a really really good movie. 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 movie a lot of people don't know about it yeah yeah it's, uh, it's it's, I forgot I'd seen it it's really red for me for quite a while it really, is, like, it really is a hidden gem I mean, yeah. and he's brilliant in it Michael yeah. Douglas yeah he's very good in it He's a he's, he's a he's a pot stoner professor a pot smoking like Harvard professor who uh Wrote a, a masterpiece book and then it's like it's been like ten years or something. Hasn't yeah. written shit. Hasn't done shit. Just smokes pot all the time. He teaches time. teaches creative writing and Katie Holmes is one of his students. Like she want, you know she wants to have sex with him but not really. Yeah, it's a Katie, that's like the Katie Holmes role. Yeah. I want I want to have sex with you but not really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just gonna stand, I'm gonna stand around looking at you like I kind of want to have sex with you but I'm not sure. <laughs> We've mentioned Nottingham before. The is Ridley Scott or Tommy Scott doing Nottingham? Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott doing it. Um, you know, it was supposedly put on hold because uh, Russell Crowe needed a bit of a break. Yeah. Um, and, and needed a bit of a diet. Yeah, a bit of a diet. So at the moment, I mean, it was kind of weird news that Kate Blanchett was replacing Sienna Miller in Nottingham because it wasn't believable that this fat, sad fuck would go out with Sienna Miller. And I'm thinking, what an insult to Kate Blanchett. It's like, all right, so I look like I should be paired off with fat Russell Crowe. Insider Russell Crowe instead of Gladiator Russell Crowe. Fuck off! I'm Kate Blanchett. <laughs> I thought that was like I'm massively abusive. Yeah, no, I read that. That was kind of weird. Cast Rose on Barry against him. Fuck's sake, he's that fat. 
Uh, some TV news now. Um, Day of the Triffids. Do you hear about this BBC are doing yeah, a Day yeah. of Triffids remake? Brian Cox, right? Yeah, Brian Cox is in it. Eddie Vanessa, Izzard, Vanessa Redgrave, and uh, Jason Jody. Priestley. And Jason Priestley. <laughs> I have them in two columns, and in the middle is Doug Ray Scott because he's like, well, which which column do you fall into? Mission Impossible th- uh, two man. <laughs> but um, apart from Jason Priestley, it looks like an interesting cast. Only I mean, two part miniseries are going to run, but I mean the Triffids are cool. I remember hiding behind the couch and they're on TV before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fucking scary. I still don't like Lilies. You know, Doug Ray Scott was actually uh, Brian Singer's first choice for Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was at the bell on it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then because of Mission, Mission Impossible 2. Fuck it. Fuck. <laughs> Read more comics, Doug Ray. Uh, I don't know, but can you, can you imagine if, if uh, Doug Ray Scott had played Wolverine? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Hugh yeah. Jackman, Hugh which Jack- is, Australia might have never have happened. <laughs> we never would have gotten Van Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves as Van Helsing. I'd go see that. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, I want to see one fucking Hugh Jackman, for fuck's sake. Uh. Uh, have you heard about uh, this um, this comedy that Adam Sandler's doing with all of his friends? No. It's this. This is either like the best idea or the worst idea ever. Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, David Spade, Rob Schneider, and Kevin James are in are in one movie. It's uh, still uh, it's still not titled. I'm calling it the uh, the Expendables of Comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It could be brilliant or it could be fucking it could be terrible. fucking around at a house with a DV caller. You know, it's like Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, David Spade, Rob Schneider and Kevin James. <laughs> Rob Schneider and Kevin Spade together at last. I mean, those guys have never shared screen time and they're both terrible. Rob Schneider and David Spade? Yeah. They did uh, Benchwarmers. Fuck, it's just so I was on this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob, it, was, it, was, it was Rob Schneider, David Spade and who was the other guy? John Hedder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. John Hedder, yeah. <laughs> Playing baseball in the kids' leagues. <laughs> I saw bits of that. It wasn't too bad, actually. But, yeah, I forgot about that. Speaking of Kevin James, uh, he's lined up his next project after mm-hmm. the surprise success of... Oh, this zookeeper thing? Yeah, Paul Blart, Mall Cop. It sounds like it comes from the same school of thought that brought us Night at the Museum and yeah, Mall it, Cop. It's just like he's doing jobs, he's doing movies that sound like your job. It sounds fucking stupid. <laughs> the animals in the zoo trying to help him win yeah. his girlfriend or something. Yeah, it's about a zookeeper who can't get a chick. And yeah. so, like, his... His beloved animals intervene in his love life. So was that CGI? What God the fuck? Knows. It's, it's, it's like, the cast of Madagascar. It's, it's the sputtering spawn of Satan. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you see, this David Cronenberg is now. Yep. Getting Tom into Cruise. The big Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Denzel, Denzel Washington. The Matteries Circle. Yes. It's a Robert Ludlum novel. Yeah, yeah. But that's just weird. Like, I mean, every so often something weird like that happens. David Cronenberg or something, or some, you know, some actor get uh, director gets. He's slowly been heading in that direction. Though. Yeah. You know, like every movie he's done has been getting more and more high profile, and also he's in, up. he's embraced linear storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching something like thinking about some of his older stuff. Yeah. It's like some some of it, it's all over the fucking place. It's like, and then suddenly you watch History of Violence and like, wait, it's it's a linear story. It's good. It's like you know, A leads to B leads to C. And David Cronenberg, that, that was him. Who was that? Him who was in um, Nightbreed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, I get him confused with the other guy who does weird fucked up movies. Uh, the guy who did Twin Peaks. That was David Cronenberg as well. No, it wasn't David Cronenberg. No, that was Peaks. David Lynch. David Lynch. That's the other. I always the other, the other, the other weird fucker. Yeah, but David Lynch. Uh, David uh, Cronenberg. David is Cronenberg is uh, Scanners, Shivers, yeah. Naked Lunch, uh, The Fly, the, the fucking creepy guy in Nightbreed, which is <laughs> yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing, David Cronenberg? But uh, this uh, this, mo- this movie, the, the Mattery Circle, it's uh, it's about two spies on opposite sides. Uh, so Tom Cruise and the CIA. Agent. Tom Cruise is the Russian, and Denzel Washington is the American CIA agent. And having spent the last twenty years trying to kill each other, they now have to team up. 
and take on the Matteris, <laughs> a group of bad guys. I think it was that they're an international <laughs> circle of killers. International circle. Oh, I saw and I saw the full trailer for Angels and Demons. Oh yeah, yeah, looks pretty good. Yeah, looks pretty good. They explain where it's before or after. Uh, it's it's they're treating it as a sequel. Oh okay. Yeah, interesting. Which is smart. Yeah, I you know I mean like be kind of weird Da Vinci Code, which you know like not not a lot of people were excited about. You really want to see that guy? How that guy started out? Yeah yeah yeah. You know, let's just get on with it. Hopefully the next adventure will be better. <laughs> Something is afoul in the Vatican. <laughs> I got. Uh, oh, that was one thing about that uh, Super Capes um, trailer. They had Adam West driving the Batmobile and had like Taxi for Hire. Adam West is God. And he's just like, hey, would you like some uh, autograph pictures? They're free. Adam Wee. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody talks that way to Adam Wee. <laughs> Another good superpower news uh, Powers, comic books. Did you read the comic book t- uh, Powers? Mike Brian Michael Bendis is Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I love it. it. They moved it to pilot at uh, FX and Brian Michael Bendis was writing it himself. Awesome. So um, he said there was a previous deal with Sony that fell through because every draft they came back with, they kind of didn't put Dina in it or didn't have him follow one character because it's like they have to talk to each other. They can't just do narration the whole time. So they did, that fell through. So now they're going to go ahead with this um, script. And it's with FX, we would do Nip Tuck and the Shield. So I mean, they're not the HBO of their day, but it could be good. Hopefully, I mean, I love that book. It's it's a fucking awesome. Comic. I can imagine the Shield with superheroes, basically. Yeah, pretty much. That could work really, 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 really fun. And if you cast it right. Oh shit, who would you cast though? I, I had no fucking idea who to cast. Um, well, what's it called? Um, I think we were discussing when the movie came out there for uh, casting Dina. It's like uh, Kira Knightley from Domino. She's got the haircut. Yeah, yeah. It's half the job. Trying to get Gillian Anderson to, like, to you know, like, get younger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love the way you play it, the humor, the emotion, but could you play it a little younger? <laughs> um. I'm pretty much done for news, actually. When we talk about creative teams behind movies and people we follow, I'm following the guys who made Outlander from now on. Because <laughs> they're, uh, they're now signed up to do uh, Zombies of Mass Destruction, also based on the comic book. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So it's about photosensitive zombies that are developed as weapons, and one of them gets loose in the Middle East, and they got to send in a crack team of Marines to take them down. One zombie? No, no. There's a couple of them now. But they're photosensitive, so they only come out at night. So it's kind of mixing the, they're gonna have the, I think, the jumpy scares of the darkness with the... They're, they're, they're photosensitive? Yeah, yeah. Meaning what? They they're kind of like vampires that have to stay out of the sun. Oh, right, okay. So one gets loose and these guys have to sort it out. So right. the, the, the Outlander team with the effects people? Uh, no, the writers and the directors, I think. Oh, was. right. Yeah, yeah, they're involved. In it. Yeah, it's the writers, sorry. The writers are brought onto that. I mean, hopefully it'll be good. Although there's an awful lot of writers' teams, these teams, these, the news is always with the same writing teams. Mm-hmm. Like, what's his name? Orky and Newman, is Kurtzman. it? Kurtzman. Kurtzman and Orky. Is Every, it or- Orky or Orky? I don't know. <laughs> Either way, Transformers and, the St- and Star Trek and Fringe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But every script has their name attached. Every fucking movie coming out has their name attached. You get the same people over and over again. Uh, I got a bit more news. What was your thing? Oh yeah, JVCD news. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This week it emerged that, uh, and it was actually a total film. This was a, a reputable source. He said this. Yeah, yeah. It's not like I think the piss or something or somebody else making it up. Is it like Stallone asked him to be in it? He didn't want to be in it. Because he said, uh, I think I think I, I said this in the last podcast, or yeah. was it, uh, or either the last podcast or the, or the podcast. Before. It was mentioned, but did they go into the reasoning behind it? Yeah, yeah, they didn't go into the reasoning. Yeah, it's like he told Total Film that Stallone gave me uh, asked me to take part in it, and he said, "What about the, what's the story? What's the subject about?" And Stallone said, "You're going to make lots of money. You know, uh, the fighting would be good." <laughs> and. 
JVCD wanted, you know, wanted more. So I said, no, that's not what I do anymore. Which is surprising because he could do with the fucking money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that, that would be a cream dream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get the Universal Soldier team back in the yeah, same yeah. movie. Well, Longer is definitely in it now and he's, he's in it for a little bit, right? Longer is definitely in it, yeah. yeah. Could have been great. What are you doing at JC? So like, why does it have to be what you want? Yeah. What about what your fans want? Yeah. You know? That's how you get your career back. Because you did mention Bloodsport 2 last week, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and how much better can the story possibly be? <laughs> I mean, you can only go so far with Bloodsport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to be abusive dad, like the studio, they don't want to, want to do it. But At I least say the Expendables, it. you can work with some, you know, some of the... Some quality. You know, you can work with these people, like, make some connections. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're out of the circle. And then, you know, like... Exploit them. You know, it's like, you, you know, then, then Steven Seagal would be the only one not asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it would, <laughs> and, he'd be, and he'd be a, they'd be massive dicks for saying no. Yeah. Exactly. And Chuck Norris. <clears throat> Did you catch any trailers this week? Uh, I saw the trailer for Inglourious Bastards. Yeah, I saw that as well. What do you think? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's quite... Ugh. It's like, I, I mean, like... Uh, it's cool to see Brad Pitt in the, the gear and barking at the soldiers. Yeah, it's, it's nice to see him hamming it up. Yeah, uh, totally fucking hamming it up. You know, up. I mean, like, uh, it, it almost... It, it does kind of look like I'm being bad on purpose type of acting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I hope to God that's what it is. Because <laughs> uh, that's what it looks like, Brad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like, this is bad acting, but I'm having such a good time that it translates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it transcends my bad acting. And Eli Roth, it's just like, I just... It just, it just, just looks weird. He's just standing there grinning the whole time. Like at, at, at funny moments, like it'd be kind of funny if someone cracked a grin. Now there he goes. All right, it's uh, I don't know. I mean, like I'm going to reserve judgment because yeah. um, I, I liked him in Death Proof. I mean, like he was he played a very good cunt. Still haven't seen that. You haven't seen Death Proof? No, I still haven't watched it yet. Kurt Russell makes it. Yeah, so I heard. Uh, but yeah, and aside from that, you don't really see a whole lot. But uh, one of the things I read that there was an interview he gave with Empire, I think it was, where he's talking about the trailer and yeah. that that that, uh, that quick little shot of the girl running it, running away. She's actually the lead. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> she's not even in the trailer. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, so it's like, uh, if at best, it's 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 an ensemble. Yeah. But uh, Tarantino said that uh, if any of the characters in the movie could be considered a lead, it, would be, it would be the little girl. Hmm. So that puts a different spin on it that uh, I I don't know about. I mean, that I didn't expect. Yeah. And uh, also, he says that that scene that the, opens the trailer where Brad Pitt's talking to the soldiers, that scene happens like half an hour into the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, there's still a whole lot that happens prior to that. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's drumming up uh, enthusiasm anyway. Mm-hmm. I saw the trailer for The Echelon Conspiracy. Did you see this? No. Looked like a complete rip-off of Eagle Eye, but completely kind of twisted. It's, uh, the trailer is a lot of this. It's, uh, it's a lot of TV actors and Jay, what's his name? Uh, Jonathan Price is in Ed Burns. As well, Ed Burns, Martin Sheen's in it as well. Yeah. Oh shit! So this guy gets his phone. Uh, this he used to be an ER, the main guy. I can't remember his name. I think it's yeah. Looks like Eagle anyway. But he gets his phone, and you see. So you see the previous users using the phone. It's like you know, do this, do this. It's a voice tone. mobile phone, quite similar to Eagle Eye, but it gives you good stuff. Like when he was going there, it's like okay, walk to the the second machine and put your machine in. And, you know, it's a one-armed bandit and it wins all the different things. So it's this thing that gets around all security. And you can't track it. And if you have the phone, then eventually they give you free stuff until you are hooked and they'll ask you to do something. And the trailer ends with a kind of going, if you turn me off, I'll kill you. And it shows a guy getting mashed between two buses. Oh, right. Yeah. So it's like everyone wants this phone because they don't know who the fuck it's from or how the fuck it avoids all technology. One of the, the key points is that you can track every phone on the planet, you can track every person on the planet. Mm-hmm. Except for one. And that's this phone. 
So it does have that kind of eco-like connotation to it, but taken in a completely weird, wacky direction because people are protecting the guy who has the phone now. The I haven't even heard of this. What's yeah. it called? Esh- Echelon conspiracy. Echelon is the uh, the base in Scotland that listens to all our phone, all the phone calls between the US and Europe. Right, and it does it? It looks it looks good. I mean, yeah, it looks uh, nice. It looks very eagle-ish as well. You know what I mean? A lot of running, a lot of you know, cops shouting at each other, a lot of car crashes and stuff like that. So it looked kind of interesting. Okay. And Martin Sheen's in it. <laughs> Ed Burns. Yeah, Ed, Ed Burns, Martin Sheen. The Brothers McMillan. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Price, though, which is weird as well. I mean, he's not slumming these days. He's got... He's got good stuff. Yeah, he's got good stuff. Um, I saw the trailer for The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. Yeah, I saw this as well. Very different to the original movie. Yeah, I haven't style. seen the original, but I know what, what you've told me about it. It looks yeah. like... I mean, it's a worry I have about the Matter East Falcon. It looks like a Denzel Washington movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They have that look since he's been doing... Is Tommy Scott do this as well? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because since Deja Vu and the, um, Crimson Tide. Man on Fire and shit like that. Yeah. He's played this kind of not really want to do the right thing but struggling and then doing it anyway kind of character. Mm-hmm. So it just looks like that. Which I don't know the, the concept enough whether it was enough to sell the original movie. It's just like people have taken the subway half hostage and they're going to kill a person every hour until you give them fucking money. Mm-hmm. Although one thing I will say, it, it does look like the best role John Travolta's got in a long time. He's, but he's playing it totally psycho. I think the original guy was a lot more reserved and was like they were totally planned. That was kind of the cool thing about it was the, mm-hmm. like, these were like the inside man of their day. They knew exactly what was going on at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, so this just looks like a, a thuggish crew who's just kind of pulling this shit off. It does look like it might have moments though where they actually do communicate with each other. Yeah, because they do have a, you know, maybe the, the last friend I yeah. make kind of line in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But it's, it just feels like forever since I've seen John Travolta in a good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, I don't know how faithful this may be to, to the original, but it looks fun. Yeah. It does look like a fun film. Yeah. And it's got that, you know, Tony Scott sheen. Yes, exactly. That's, I mean, that look. That's yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, it's Denzel Washington in the street sweating. And he's like, yeah, I've seen this before. It's like Michael Bay light. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody can outbay the Bay. Speaking of trailers we haven't even seen yet, uh, I think it's Fox, friends of mine. Friends of the show have uh, made, uh, announced that they're showing three 60-second Wolverine yeah, spots over this. today, tomorrow, and Tuesday. Yeah, it's like, and they're all supposed to connect with each so other. Or something. It should be uh, like our first real, tra- you know. Well, they had the trailer, but it should be a bit more showy from Wolverine. Cool. That's not. That's not we haven't seen it yet. There's a bank holiday this weekend. We've at least caught one of them. And I guess finally for trailer news, uh, I saw the trailer, the trailer for the tale of the Black Freighter. Yeah, I didn't see that. This How's is the uh, the tie-in movie for Watchmen. Watchmen. It's basically it's part of the comic originally. It's visually the same, and you don't get to see Jared Butler, hear Jared Butler say a lot in it. Mm-hmm. But it does look kind of cool. But um, it's not really you know it's like it's not a wowie factor. You know what I mean? It's okay. Yeah, looked alright. But um, yeah, it's just weird. Jared Butler doesn't get to like they, you would have thought they would have used his kind of ang- angsty, angry voice for a bit. And it's only like one line near the end. It does sound cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't become that which I was hate kind of shit. Mm-hmm. It does sound cool. But a bit more than that in the trailer would have made it really rock. Mm. You know, him just freaking out in the boat. They don't have any of that? No, not really. There's like bits of it, but it's all like very reserved and all mostly, you know, action sequence related. Like right. The pirates are attacking him when he's attacking the pirate thing. So, yeah, it was kind of weird, but I mean, it's still going to get it. It's still going to be a nice tie If the movie's good, it'll still be a nice little tie to have. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on to movie reviews. Right. What have you got for us this weekend? Uh, I've got uh, Taken. Uh, this is quite possibly um, this. This is quite possibly one of the best action films I've seen in a long time. Or as I like to call it, um, Liam Neeson fights France. Liam Neeson f- beats the shit out of Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Neeson fucking kicks the shit out of Paris in this movie. Uh, uh, Liam Neeson. He's, uh, he's just like presented as a normal guy, and then his daughter is the- kidnapped on trip to France. 
One of the things that's great about this movie is that you, you, it is the most simple storyline imaginable. Yeah. The title really does, like, just say it all. Uh, Liam Neeson's character, his name is Brian Mills, and he's um, a former spy who basically goes to Paris to track down and destroy the Albanian, you know, like, uh, Albanian bastards that uh, kidnapped his spoiled brat bitch daughter. And she's not even dad-like, but he's still like, I was going to kill him. Right? It's yeah. not like I'm just going to get my daughter back. I'm just going to kill them all. Yeah. If I get her back, it's, it's a bonus. It's awesome. I mean, like, uh, Liam Neeson has this, um, you know, like, uh, the, his daughter's on the phone with him when she gets grabbed. And yeah. he's basically telling her what to do, you know, like, tell me what you see and all that. <coughs> and uh, then, you know, leave the phone. And so he hears someone breathe. After the daughter's taken, he hears someone breathing on the other end. Yeah. And he... He's got this really cool speech that he gives to him that's in the trailer. Yeah, it's the one yeah. that's like, I've, uh, yeah. I, I've I, I have no money, but I have a certain set of skills, skills acquired up. over a very, uh, not something. Very career yeah. of things I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know how, I'm not proud I did. Yeah. If you let me, if you let my daughter go, uh, then I, I won't, I won't look for you. Yeah, I won't look for you. That's <laughs> I won't it. look for you. But if you, but if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he and, does, right? Yeah, and, and, uh, the man of his word. And the guy on the other end of the phone just goes, Good luck, <laughs> and it hangs up. Yeah. And then from that point on, it's 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 on like Donkey Kong. It's yeah. just it's relentless. And Liam Neeson is a fucking badass. Yeah, he's a fucking badass in this. He's got the the, the martial arts that he uses. Uh, I went and looked it up because uh, it's just fucking. It's oh, it's not just him killing people with guns or hurting. No, no, he's it's, fucking. He's fucking. It's brutal, dude. Fuck, he tears people. <laughs> it's like the older Jason Byrne. Yeah, it's like uh, it's it's the fighting technique that he uses. It's uh, it's primarily it's, it's called kali, which is a Filipino martial art, and it's got elements of Jeet Kune Do in it. Sa SAS and Navy Seals are trained as tra- uh, uh, trained. And Liam Neeson. Yeah, and Liam Neeson. He's also trained as a Jedi. Because uh, the first time you see a glimpse of it is because uh, now what he's done is that he's left his old career to move to California so he can be closer to his daughter. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing that they set up in the movie is that he's just. He, he's a family he, man. He's not a family man, but he loves his daughter. Uh, you know, like uh, he's you know divorced. Everything. Oh, okay, he's not a family man. Uh, but he he just made a promise that he was going to have a real relationship with his daughter. Yeah. And uh, the daughter, the ex-wife, uh, played by Fanka Jensen, is uh, married to uh, Fanka Jensen's the ex-wife. Yeah. Oh, right, cool. And uh, so and she's married to she's married to this guy who's like super fucking rich. His name's Stuart. He's played by uh, Mason from Twenty Four, Xander Berkeley. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, and so it's like, and you know, so, so you're, from the beginning of the movie, you already get this thing where he's not good enough because you, you know, like to his daughter's birthday, he brings her a karaoke machine, small little mini compo piece of shit karaoke machine, yeah. and uh, you know, the stepfather's bought her a pony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's that sort of thing there. But to earn extra money, because uh, some of his former colleagues also live in the area, uh-huh. uh, they he does security for um, a pop star played by Holly Valance. Oh right. Yeah, and how's that for anyone? That <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, th- this is all like the first ten minutes of the movie. Gotcha. Um, that's just what he's doing now. He's taking extra work, work in security, huh. and and also because uh, he think you know, like his daughter, you know, is a huge fan. So it's like it gets in good with her and all yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, but the first time that you see Liam Neeson like get the fight is when he's he's uh, sort of like escorting Holly Valance's character to a car. And this guy comes out of nowhere with a gun. Right. And he just, before you know it, it's like, it's like that type of shit. Yeah, yeah. And also, I, also I was, tight, tight edit. Yeah, I was just, and no, it's, and you see everything, and it's really fast. And Liam Neeson's really fast. It's the action scenes directed really well. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, but once he gets to Paris, uh, because the reason, 
the thing is, is that his daughter wants to go, you know, like abroad for a party trip with her with, with her friends. friends. And you know, the father's against it. You know, it's like you know, you're underage. You know, you're 17 years old. You shouldn't be doing it. Blah 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 blah. It's Maggie Grace's daughter. She yeah. used to be in Lost, isn't it? Yeah, but. Bottom line is, she goes, she gets kidnapped by these Albanians, and they're known for uh, sex trade, for tra- uh, like uh, you know, the, the trafficking of girls. So it's not for a ransom in the original, so it's just. No. There's a reason it's just for trafficking. No, there's no ransom. It's just uh, for, tra- for trafficking, and he's like basically, uh, he calls up his friends in the, in the agency, and they basically say that in cases like this, you have 96 hours. Yeah, I heard that bit yeah. in the trailer as well. It's like, yeah, after 96 hours, there's like no chance of finding her. Uh, so it's he's so once it gets to once he gets to Paris because he's on a clock he just tears Paris apart. Yeah, I mean really, you know, it's like the one thing that I mean, like it's basically ninety six. It's like twenty four, but shorter. I mean, it's written by Luc Besson mm. for God's sake, you know, who wrote the Transporter movies. Oh, I and, forgot that. Yeah, so so it's got it's designed with action in mind. It's designed with action in mind, and that's all it is. I mean, don't go expecting like Citizen Kane. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's a very. I don't even go to the cinema anymore. It's, 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 it's a very it's like, simple story. It's it's a flat out like vengeance pl- uh, flick. That's yeah. it. But on on that level, it totally delivers. I was very impressed with it. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. No, I was really, 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 really impressed with it. And uh, it comes to a satisfying conclusion, and it's cool action fights and stuff. Yep, yep, it, yep. It ticks all the boxes. Yep, it ticks all the boxes. It doesn't meander at the end. Yep. You know, like once the end has happened, okay, you get your necessary scene, and then after that, boom, credits. Awesome. Fade out to black. Yeah. Pull back, pull, pull back, back, pull back, pull back, pull back. Wally's well, still dead. Hmm. <laughs> Wally lives. So seen, so seen kind yeah. of but it's a, it's a kick-ass action film. I mean, uh, just being a pure action film, I mean, Liam Neeson is the new Jason Statham. Yeah. He's fucking awesome in this. This will be in ten, five years' time to be putting a movie together with Emma Spiller and some fighting crime or something. I'd go see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know age. Oh, he's and Pierce Brosnan is the, uh, the, the bad guy. Mm. Exactly. That would sell. <laughs> <laughs> you must have pitching this shit. Although Stone might still be listening. <laughs> Probably not. Don't think so. No. Um, this week I didn't review anything. I was kind of busy. I got halfway through a movie and it was broken. So <laughs> it took me a while to realize it wasn't just a flashy editorial style. It was just that this was fucked. So I'm going to try and catch something for next week. All right. I don't know what yet. Although I probably might watch um, Hamlet 2, the new Steve Coogan movie. That's not new, is it? Relatively. Relatively new. It's been... I, I've I think heard it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. It, it's quite funny so far, but Catherine Keener's in it. You know when Catherine Keener's in a movie, it's gonna be, she, she's going to be just weird. Yeah, yeah. What was she in before? She was in John Michael, but she was just odd in that. What was else she in as well? She was kind of fucked up in. Uh, she was in... Um, what's that movie? Living in Oblivion. Oh, uh, Living in Oblivion? Is that the one where they make a movie? No. And she was also in uh, Capote. Yeah, she's written that as well. But I guess it's just John Malkovich. She really, being John Malkovich, she's so fucking weird. Yeah, she and this, she's just completely nuts because like she's married to Steve Coogan. Like what the bit I've seen so far, and there's this other guy hanging around the house, a lodger, uh, David Arquette, and he just kind of sits there the whole time being Brad. David Arquette, yeah, <laughs> oh, shit, so fucked up. And she's just every like you know, she just goes the tone. Once she's in the scene, the tongue goes weird. It's like whatever Steve Coogan's built up to that point, it's out the window, and she's just like talking to the walls and shit. It's bizarre looking but I look forward to watching the rest of it okay so yeah review that next week then. yeah that's all for this week keep all it right. short thanks a lot guys talk to you again soon bye